Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have been completely fangirling and completely obsessing over my guest today and not just recently but for quite some time and you will hear it in my voice when I am talking to the amazing Casey Jean today or CJ kind of use them interchangeably and oh man I don't even know how through I believe through a friend but this past winter Casey and I were introduced and we've been friends via social media social Instagram hello 2021 and how the world works. And I have just been stalking and obsessively loving everything that CJ shares. CJ is a holistic wellness coach. She focuses on this brand, this holistic body care and lifestyle brand where she uses plants. She uses nature to nourish our body and our mind. And she just walks the walk right? You know, when you find that person, you know, you can sense it in their energy. When there is somebody that just lives and breathes the messages that they share and the way that they live and she, everything that she shares on social media, all of her information is tagged in the show notes. You have to go and follow her. She shares the most entertaining reel. She has the cutest bunnies who melt my heart. And I obsess over way too much, but she shares the beauty of how she cultivates these plants and how she turns them into these masterpieces that she does. It's just, there is such a level of vibrant beauty in something that is so wholesome and nourishing to us. I've just, I'm crazy about it. I'm crazy about it. And Casey really shares her journey of how it came to be from suffering with autoimmune conditions and just knowing that she didn't want to be sick and tired her whole life. And there was just another way to take care of herself. So, you know, you know, if you've been here for a while, why I'm crazy, why I'm obsessed with her. She is such a light. I am so honored to call her a friend and I am even more honored to share her story and her words with each and every one of you today. So open up your ears, open up your hearts and minds and welcome in the wisdom that is Casey Jean or CJ. It's editing Megan here popping in being a really terrible podcast host because in all the gushing that I was just doing for you for Casey, for CJ and telling you all of her goodness and about how amazing her Instagram is and all of this good stuff. This is my little note, a little side note to all of you dedicated fit and fierce listeners go and check out our Instagrams. Both are linked in the show notes. We are doing a very special giveaway. Casey has been amazing at sharing her goodness with us. So go and check that out. The the giveaway ends tonight. So that is Tuesday night. So get your butts to our Instagram today. Special bonus for anybody who listens in real time and enter yourself in to win a 
glorious package of goodness. Okay, now really, into the show. How are you? I'm good. I am truly really happy to be here. And just a few minutes before signing on, just the thought of being here with you made me take a deep breath. And I had the thought of like, can we just breathe? <laughs> can we? Can we just can we just both just take a minute or two and just <sighs> Yeah. I think you I know you are so in tune because either you needed it or you picked up on the energy that I needed to take a deep breath or we both just did or to be honest probably everybody listening we're going to invite you as well to take a big breath in through your nose and dump it out through your mouth good just letting those shoulders drop letting the jaw unclench wiggling out yeah I like this energy much better yes we'll settle here have you always been CJ somebody who was able to say this is what I need. I need to pause. I need to take a breath. No. No. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I would honor that... either answer that you had, but I'm really glad that you said no so with such conviction because it makes me feel very seen and heard. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's something I think we have a lot in common is that we are here in our personal and professional journey because like this is what we need and this is something that we continually strive for and so the story that I'm kind of working to course correct is that I don't have to hustle all the time and that I can slow down I'm worthy of slowing down and oh guess what I'm going to perform better and feel better when I do so that's the truth Mm -hmm. yeah that's been my journaling prompt and the pieces that I've really been coming back to is I welcome the ease and flow of life it gets to be easy I have to keep and it's something I do have to come back to often and when I do find myself in that hustle or in that grind or in that force I just have to pause and say is this easy and if not how can I shift and change it or is it not serving me and can I just put it down because it's not easy and I don't want that in my I don't want that in my system yeah same Hmm. why don't you can you give us a little insight cj on who you are yeah um let's see i am by trade an herbalist and a therapeutic yoga teacher i blend those crafts to be a well-being coach and that takes up a really large spot of my life because they're my passion and I love them. But I also just really love being outside. I have two bunnies and a cat that adopted us and she's more like a dog and it's fantastic. I love all of them. And I recently moved um, back home to Alabama. I inherited my family home to a little cabin in the woods and we have 77 acres and I just love it. It's such a slow, simple life. And that's what I want. I feel that the, the job title of herbalist fits very in therapeutic yoga and well-being coach fits very well in a small, tiny little cabin in the plot of nowhere. 
on a lot of land. Yeah. And what's interesting is I used to tell myself that I could not be here. Like you can't live in rural anywhere and, and do what you do that just wouldn't be successful. But again, right. One of those stories that we tell ourselves and COVID oddly really helped me see that well, one, what really matters and what doesn't matter, which was being in a city next to a million coffee shops and everything else that didn't matter. And what did matter was being here on my family land and house and just being surrounded by nature. I'm looking out my window right now and it's just trees everywhere you look. It's a literal forest and there's my childhood swing set. So, I mean, it's just, mm. Mm. It's good. Mm. It just feels aligned too. When you just, it, you, you describing what you do, like this aspect of like what you do, who you are, that, that narrative, and then where you're at, they just go together perfectly. I just can't, and then maybe this is my story, but it just doesn't seem like it fits in a city. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. I realized I was living in the city because that's where I had lived for a long time, but I wasn't choosing it. Mm -hmm. I was just there. Mm -hmm. And so this is a really big, big choice. And one that really does feel really aligned. Was it scary to step into that choice and to give up what had been or to move, I should say not even give up, but move, move on to a new phase from what had been? It was. It was in many reasons um, because it's what I had known. In a city, there's more people. Um, In a city, we tend to be a bit more, again, story, but tend to be more open-minded perhaps and, and liberal rather than I am in rural Alabama. And so there was a lot there of like, would this actually work? Would I be accepted? Would my views be accepted? And realizing that literally I'm 45 minutes away from a grocery store that has organic and oat milk. Um, And there was another large um, faucet of that of, I was grieving, am grieving the loss of my dad, which is what opened all of this up in the first place. And I'd rather him be living here right now. Um, But this is how life has unfolded. And I know that me being here has always been a dream of his and it's just such, it's such meaningful. Um, it is just simply so meaningful. I even like have a hard time explaining exactly what it means and how it feels, but it's just so meaningful to be able to be here to take care of my house, which is like taking care of my dad and my studio is what my dad's bedroom used to be. And I told you that before in, in our one-on-one breathwork session. And so there was a lot that went into it and it was actually May of 2020. So we were like a little bit into co- that COVID world and like, well, I guess this isn't going to go away in a month, like they said, but we, you know, we still didn't know. And so my partner and I, we packed up our two bunnies and we drove 500 miles down here to just take care of the house, not really knowing what would be coming next. We still had our place in Charlotte, North Carolina, and just being here 
as you've said a few times, like it just made sense. Like it was almost like I could literally see my heart mending and I just felt good. That good, that feels good from the inside out, the shoulders softening, the jaw unclenching, the deep breath of, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. So it was scary, but worth it. And yeah, I'm just so pleased to be here. It's just a sense of coming home and not in the, I mean, it really, you did truly come home, but to me, when you explain it, it's just coming home to self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see that. I thank you for that reflection. It really does. It does feel like it It just, it just feels like it makes sense. And I just, mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) So the path of, or can you, well, actually, let's start here. What is an herbalist? Mm, that's a good question. Um, essentially, an herbalist is an individual or individuals who support other people themselves, their family, their friends, doesn't have to be like in this official capacity, or it could be, um, to, to access health and well-being using the natural world. And so often we look at that through herbs, through botanicals, through, through plants. Um, and through my lens of herbalism, I take a very holistic route. So we're also looking at the mind and the body, the spirit or heart, if you're more comfortable with that. What drew you into this space? What was the, what was your uh, gateway drug into <laughs> the herbal land? Yeah. Um, necessity, just like, right. Being able to recognize I need to slow down. Um, necessity brought me here. I think I would have eventually found my way here. It definitely feels like Dharma. Um, like this is my life's purpose. Um, and life guided me there. Um, I was 21. So this is about seven years ago. Um, and I started actually living a healthier life. Like I started being more intentional about moving my body and what I was eating, but it was definitely more in the fitness world rather than like, like true well-being. It was more for show, like, look at my abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Most people are agreeing and nodding as you say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, but it was a little bit more of superficial wellness, but still it was definitely a journey. And, and I'm very glad that I was on that path because only a few months into that, I started having really scary symptoms. Um, I didn't know it then, but I was de- uh, developing or really the signs of ulcerative colitis were bubbling up. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, good. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't, it's the sister disease of Crohn's. They're inflammatory bowel diseases. And so, as you might imagine, it heavily um, affects your digestive system. And then most of your whole body is really reliant on your digestive system. So it does not stay there. And so what really happened as a 20, turning 21-year-old is my body um, kind of was revolting against me, it felt like. And I began to feel like a stranger in my own body. 
fast forward a year, I'm now suffering in silence. I'm questioning everything. I'm scared when I go to the bathroom because I'm just going to be bold and, and actually say, say it, not, not speak more vaguely, but I was losing blood daily. And so not only am I literally losing it, what that also meant is my intestines are bleeding. I am 21 years old. WTF is happening to me. I'm 21. I want to be like, I don't know, kissing boys, going to bars. Isn't that what we're supposed to do at 21? Um, And so it was scary and debilitating and it only got worse for quite some time. And eventually it got just to a really point where I couldn't ignore it. I didn't want to ignore it. And I very much very early on realized I had to be an advocate for myself. Um, what that looked like was doctors really just dismissing me. And that's unfortunately really common in the autoimmune um, world. And so I just had to kind of um, pressure them. Like I knew something was wrong. Um, I had lists of my, my symptoms. I was really tracking things. And so I fought with them. And I mean, I literally did, (laughs) but I got a colonoscopy (laughs) and sure enough, it's a weird fight, but, um, (laughs) it was, but actually, you know, as as we can say, it was a weird fight. I guarantee that anybody else that has had a, has any real, not real, but has had some prolonged struggles with their health. I guarantee that there's so many people listening that are nodding feverishly and saying, yeah, I wasn't heard. I wasn't seen. I wasn't. I wasn't taken serious. Yeah. And it's, and that just then makes it all even worse because as a person, you're already doubting it and not wanting anything to be wrong, but there is one, the physical side of like, well, this is happening and I'm pretty sure that's not a part of optimal well-being. <laughs> and then the other part is just this, this inner knowing when we know something's wrong and I, I hate how common that is in um, the autoimmune disease world of just not being taken seriously, um, essentially feeling like the little boy who cried wolf um, of like, well, your test came back clear. And you're like, well, maybe you should try again. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, um, they did the test and the, the doctor, he told me he was, he was actually very surprised. Um, and then just told me to take pills. It was specifically nine pills a day. You're going to take these nine pills a day for the rest of your life. Unless we change your medication, that's verbatim what he said. And looked over at my, my mother and reassured her that I could still get pregnant and have children and then just left. Wow. That's- I feel so good. Body just goosebumps as you said it, and I just feel gross. Yeah, um, you're not gonna like this. <laughs> Great, thank you for prepping me. For- <laughs> <laughs> the perhaps twisted irony was this was a man who, probably in his sixties, had Crohn's disease, was diagnosed at seventeen. I later in through working to with each other. So like two weeks later, 
obviously my world is rocked. I'm shattered. I'm heartbroken. I'm scared, but I know I see the fork in the road. I can either just take these nine pills and just blindly think that's okay. Or I can figure out whatever else and really help my body, not knowing what that was. And so I got these books and I proudly went into the appointment with him for my follow-up. Like, mm-hmm, we're going to, we're going to handle this. And I show him the books and he looks at me and he looks at my chart and he looks at me. And then he just says, um, are you taking your pills? Oh, what? And so I tried to tell him about this diet, <laughs> about nutrition. And he says, oh, well, I've never done anything. My wife has IBS and she doesn't eat tomatoes, but you know, that's about it. <laughs> I knew yeah. that wasn't yeah, yeah cool so I knew that wasn't that wasn't the route that I was going to take I did not know much at all I actually don't even fully know if the word herbalism was in my vocabulary but I knew what he was putting out there wasn't what I was going to pursue and now I'm also not saying um, I want to be really loud and clear that I am not saying conventional medicine um, doesn't have a place and that it can't be helpful. But what I am saying is I don't think it's the only way. Um, and simply just taking a pill that's going to suppress my symptoms, but the issue underneath is still happening. There is something broken in that system. So that is what I'm saying. And so I, I, I tried my best to bring into um, both worlds to do like the good doctor told me to do, but also really continue to step into that role of advocacy for myself, which meant learning and researching and trying and um, finding people would support me in, in a very holistic framework. That's a really bold step for somebody who's 21, to be really honest. I mean, that takes a lot of trust and inner yeah. knowing in self of and you, and I love how you framed it and said, I didn't even know what another option was, but I also wasn't just okay in saying there's only one way to do this. Yeah. I, thank you. I, I had no idea what it would look like, but I just, I could not agree with you're telling me the only option I have is to just take these pills. You're also telling me that it's uncurable and, and we don't know in, in as like the world as a collective, we don't know what causes it, but you're just going to have to live like this. I didn't know what any of it would be like, but I could just feel that there had to be a way to take care of myself, not cure it, not uh, know the cause necessarily, none of that, but just help my body to care for my body and perhaps give it a, a, a fighting chance um, and some love and nurturing because uh, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> Literally, mentally, nothing. I, I actually, in truth, felt like I was walking around with big red letters of disease stamped on my forehead. My view of myself was quite bad. Um, it was very, very hard. And I think that's what made me recognize that I've, I've got to keep going. 
I think that the big piece, CJ, of what really drew me, what I think I was just drawn to you because of your energy, because I think you just pick up on it really well, as you all heard when we breathed in the beginning. But I think really drawn to your story because there's just this, there's just this undercurrent of trusting in self and leaning in self and just knowing that there's a better way. And that to me is always just something that is so magnetic to me of somebody who just feels and expresses that and just says, I'm just going to see, I'm just going to see. And then you got to do and learn and walk your path. And now you get to do it with other people as well. It blows my mind. I, it, it, I guess I don't have words. It just means so much to me. It really does. And yeah, I guess I really don't have words. I can just remember that version of me who was so scared and hurt and hurting in, in a myriad of ways. And as I went through that process of learning and, and, and quite honestly, stumbling and getting back up and trying again and stumbling again, I remember also that too of how lonely and confusing it was, the world of misinformation and do this, don't do that. Um, and realizing like, wow, there's really not a user manual for this one. And so <laughs> knowing that I can also help people avoid some of that trekking alone. And I can be like, Hey, here, you don't have to do this alone. Let me, let me hold your hand. Um, metaphorically, unless like you're into hand holding and then I'm into hand holding and we we, we can hold hands. Um, (laughs) but it's, um, yeah, it's work that fulfills me in, in a major way. Where do I start? If this is new or I've heard of herbalists, herbalism, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe I just want to dip my toes into the water. What do you recommend? Mm, Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) gosh, let me collect my thoughts and think for a second. Mm -hmm. So what's the most popular trendy thing in the world of herbalism right now is aromatherapy, but it's actually not really language as that is actually essential oils. However, I actually don't recommend starting there. It's like the most accessible. It's, it's trendy, like crystals. Aromatherapy is a huge part of uh, my personal life and my practice. You saw me because we're here on video. You saw <laughs> she me like putting sweat. oils on before yeah. we started recording. Yeah. Um, and so they are a very big part of it. However, they get us a little bit detached. Um, they are these bottles of essentially concentrated botanical matter. And so like you can look at this little bottle and it says lavender but it's actually, it's a byproduct of lavender. And so where I would start is with the plants themselves, herbs, and the most easily accessible way is herbal tea. It is, you can look at it. I feel like I want to reach out to my shelf right now and just like start smelling 
all of the herbs, but then you're going to hear the mason jars open. So um, we'll I, have do spent, I have spent way too much time in my life, probably watching your reels and looking at your pictures of just herbal tea in a, in a jar on, on a plate in a, in a cup. I'm like, it's just so beautiful. It really is. There's just something about, mm, yeah. Yeah, I, f- I feel you. And perhaps one day we can get together and do that in person. I would love that. Sounds <laughs> joyous. But so to the point, other than them just being beautiful, but actually, no, let's take a stop there. We get to see their beauty. We get to see them in their natural form. And so that is where we become an active participant in the plants themselves. And so that's what's bringing us forward. So aromatherapy is great. But you can't look at it and see any, any lavender. You're not seeing it in that purest form. Whereas in, if you, if you get um, perhaps like a chamomile and lavender tea, you can see the whole flower buds. You can smell them. Then you're really involved in that whole process. Making herbal tea is such an invitation for a pause. It's so similar into breathwork. And side note, you can beautifully weave making herbal tea into a breathwork practice I will share that in just a little bit oh yeah I was like please do (laughs) it's it's one of my favorite things to do but so you get to smell it you're seeing it the really simple act of putting the herbs into your teapot or kettle or bottle or whatever pouring the steeping water over it you get to see the chemistry literally in, in right in front of your eyes it's like making coffee in a french press a little bit where you get to see the water change from water to whatever your your brewing is going to um, depend on it but if like you're making a lavender and chamomile it's going to be much more subtle like um almost a very, very light brown to maybe a brighter yellow. If you're doing hibiscus, it's going to turn into this beautiful rosy maroon kind of color, right? So you're so involved in that whole process and it's accessible. Herbal tea is really affordable. It's not something that's going to break, break, break your bank. Like if you buy a bunch of supplements off of a shelf, which have been process and have likely been on a shelf for quite some time. And so that's where I really recommend people to start is because you're fully involved in that process. And the taste is also wonderful. Like it's just a full, a full body experience. I love the practice of really being mindful, this whole sense of being involved and being intentional is it's so beautiful. And it's just not something that I think immediately comes to our mind when we think about having a cup of tea or what, even, even putting oils, rubbing oils on, it's just involving this whole body experience. And that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's something that it's, it's one of the things that I love about it so much is that it really is an invitation to pause, to slow down, we can also look at another way of the, the benefits of drinking herbal tea. When you've infused those herbs into water, you've now made an, an infusion. And by and large, the easiest way to extract the vitamins and minerals, the nutritional content 
from anything, any plant or herb, um, is water, a water-based extraction. And so when you do that, you essentially have in your cup a cup of vitamins. It's going to depend, right, the what is what you've just brewed to what is now in your cup, <laughs> vitamin, mineral, nutrient, um, content-wise. But that's another thing and a huge reason why I recommend it, um, especially if you're someone Actually, I could even retract that. Yes, especially if you're someone like myself, as in with digestive challenges, a water-based extraction is going to be the easiest way for your body to digest and assimilate. But honestly, that's, it's the same really for anybody. We're the, we're the exception where it's like really, really very important. Um, but it, it really goes for everyone. Um, the truth of the matter is with like taking um, vitamin supplements or like in the pill capsule supplement is we're getting probably five to 15% actually digested and into our systems. Whereas through a water-based extraction, AKA tea, you're you're getting the, the full spectrum of that nutrient content. And so that's, there's the invitation to pause. There's well-being. It's just like the perfect thing. It just sounds so nourishing when you talk yes. about it. It just, it's nourishing, as you said, mind, body, spirit, heart, whatever words that are connecting, but you're giving yourself those nutrients, but you're also that pause, that moment of stillness and just being is so recharging and so refreshing. Yes. Yes. Entirely. And so here's the way that we can even bring it even more. So already we have that element of mindfulness of paying attention to this one thing that you're doing, right? Being intentional, being present on purpose. We're making tea and that's the only thing we're doing. We're smelling it. We're seeing it. And then your, your tea doesn't need to, to steep. And so ideally it's a three to five minute um, steep. And so I'll just use the timer on my phone. Three to five minutes is a short amount of time, yet poignant. If we could just be still for three to five minutes every day, I might be bold, but I think our lives would change. I don't think it's bold. I think it's accurate. (laughs) And so what I do, I start every morning with putting the kettle on. And oftentimes I either one, get bunny cuddles (laughs) during that time, or I might just do like a little bit of stretching. Typically takes water like 90 seconds to boil, do whatever you want to do, make your tea, be present, smell, enjoy, see how beautiful the herbs are. And then set it, set that timer three to five minutes. And and that there's that variable because you're going to find what the right brew is for you. So there's some flexibility. And then while that's brewing, go sit somewhere, sit and breathe, simply focus on your breath, one hand on heart, another hand on your belly, tune into your breath, however is accessible to you. Guess what? If guiding yourself doesn't feel very accessible, (laughs) there are three to five minute meditations that you can find, pop that on really quick. When that goes off, your tea is ready. You now just put, you've interjected this whole mindfulness practice into three to five minutes. And we said it at the very beginning, but 
it really can be that simple. That's what I love. That's what I love of taking out this context and this idea and this, this story of it needs to be, uh, it has to look a certain way. It needs to be a certain way. It has to be 20 minutes. It has to X, Y, Z, when really in all honesty, it's three minutes that you're waiting three to five minutes anyway. Exactly. You're just giving, you're gifting yourself that three to five minutes instead of doom scrolling on social media or instead of doing a hundred other things, probably multitasking and running like crazy first thing yep. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there certain, how do you, I would love to know CJ, how do you gauge what, what would be a good tea for somebody to start with or a mm-hmm. good herb or oil, whatever it is that they're looking and seeking for. Are there certain, almost a, pre- a prescription that you would run through with somebody? Goodness. Yes. And no one things are so, I like to work very personalized. And so sometimes I, I struggle with just throwing out generalized things. And there are things that we as a general um, collective of people can be helpful. So one simplicity is, is key. That's like my middle name. It's not really, but it, but it is. You're adapting it as your new middle name. (laughs) And so (laughs) I'm Casey Jean Simplicity. Simplicity, Uh, (laughs) which sounds really simple when you have a whole bunch of names in there. (laughs) So one starting really simply, just so that you can even figure out what you enjoy. Um, Mint spearmint peppermint I make a blend of those two and it's called meant to be because it's just a classic duo and it's so refreshing obviously there are people out there who don't like peppermint but I have found by by and large that's a really easy gateway we we tend to like peppermint we associate it with like gum or toothpaste or something like that we've got we have some type of um some type of memory with with mint and mint's extremely helpful for your body also for summer it's a very cooling herb mint is and so starting there and then as kind of like a rule of thumb for our society and I know and I actually want to hear from you on this we are a society that is very fast-paced and we need to slow down. That's pretty much goes for most people, even those of us who are in the world of slowing down, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my favorite category of herbs is nervines, and those directly support the nervous system. They, there's three subcategories within that. There's the relaxants, straightforward they relax there's the tonics they tone they strengthen over time right so there's they're strengthening the nervous system and I like to think of those as like your resiliency builders so they're going to help you so when stress happens because it's still going to happen what may have knocked you down at one point it might kind of buckle you a little bit but you remain standing it's like oh hmm. but you you you're you're more resilient Then there's the ones that I don't really work with because they're stimulants and we're already stimulated. Mm -hmm. Um, The stronger stimulants um, are cola and coffee 
and cacao and the ginseng. Those are all stimulants. They're not bad words. They can have a time and a place, but by and large, no one needs me to help them get stimulated. (laughs) Really, we need to tone it back and, and, and soothe. So the nervine relaxants and tone the um, tonics. And so the tea that I would recommend um, the most that I make is ease. We've already used that word so many times Um, and it's fully um, nervine relaxants and tonics. So there's oat straw, milky oat tops, chamomile and lavender and then nettle. And nettle is like You've probably heard me talk about nettle on Instagram because mm-hmm. I just can't say it enough. It's the real MVP. It, <laughs> it literally tones the whole body. And that is a factual statement. It supports all of your body systems. And that's just mind boggling to me. And I think speaks to the multitude of herbs themselves. And so laundry list of vitamins and minerals in that and it has more calcium um, as one example than spinach. So it's a very nutrient dense um, herb. And so for like optimal well being, I wanna give everybody ease. That's, I feel very confident sending that mm-hmm. to <laughs> everyone. Um, and then more for flavor, although ease tastes wonderful, but like for flavor, when you're starting to get into it meant to be, uh, peppermint, spearmint, and then chamomile and lavender, because those are also, it's a classic combination for a reason. It's floral, it's soft right now it's summer. And so it, it's a blend that feels like sunshine and in tasting those when they're a more simple blend, right? Just two herbs, you're able to kind of start to distinguish what does lavender actually taste like? What does chamomile actually taste like? Because I imagine that for most people listening, and I know I not that long ago, really in the grand scheme of things, was this person too, is our our um, familiarity with herbal tea is boxed tea in a little bag that's super crushed and it's been on the shelves for quite some time. Chamomile actually looks like daisies. And the, the um, flower buds are quite large and yellow and vibrant and uh, almost have a honey-like taste, which maybe we get a little bit in from box tea, but there's nothing like a loose leaf, a loose, fresh, loose leaf tea. I laid a lot out there. I, I, like, you. It. I like it. I'm absorbing it all. And I know too that in addition, you have an availability and a capacity and you work with people to say, okay, actually, this is something that I do want to focus a little bit more on specifically for me. And then you can tailor or give and guide somebody to say, hey, this blend would be most appropriate for what you're working on, whether it's pregnancy, whether it's like you had mentioned stress, or it is GI, it is more of a gut or a balancing your hormones. There's all these different categories that you can really specialize if you do need some extra additional support in, in a different phase or area for you. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, I love, that's one of the things that I do um, a lot. I work one-on-one with individuals who It might be, like you said, they're working with something really specific. Um, This year, I've really been working with pregnant mamas, which is 
a little surprising, but I have really loved it. Um, and I work also with people with skin challenges, whether it's eczema or psoriasis or like this just mysterious question mark there. They've just always had um, a challenge with their skin, GI troubles. Maybe it's very often um, overworked, overwhelmed and frazzled. Um, then there's also those who are just like, you know, I'm not sick. I'm not stressed, but I really want to take good care of my body. I want to be like 50 and 60 and older and feeling damn good. Mm -hmm. And so I work with all of those um, and those that I didn't specifically name. And for that, we meet one-on-one on Zoom, essentially like what we're doing right now. And um, it's a, it's a relationship first and we, we go from there. So it's a very personalized process where we talk about what that person has going on, a little bit about their past and, and where they want to go, how they want to feel. And it's not just physical. We do really also consider the emotional, mental, um, spiritual heart side of things. And even just like creating the life of your, your dreams, which sounds so cheesy, I know, but I, I know I don't want to work for the weekend and I want to live a life that lights me up. And so the words that I usually use are, are vibrant well-being um, or a vibrant life. And so I think if anything, if we had to like extrapolate what I do is I help people live a vibrant life. Hmm. I love that. Well, that, that just feels good. It just feels good to hear. And I appreciate the kind of coming back full circle. It just CJ is what you described as your experience in the doctor's office when you were 21 and I'm sure past that stage and then how you approach and how you build a relationship with somebody. It's not just a one-sided here, take this because this is what you say, or this is my diagnosis or whatever it is, go ahead it's let's build a relationship. Let me hear you. Let me listen to you. And let me see how, what is a vibrant, what is vibrant well-being for you? Because for CJ, it's different. For me, it's different. For you listening, everybody's vibrancy and their well-being is totally different. And there's so many different ways to, with nature, with a plant that you get to support that. Cause we really, we are nature. We are, we are in that one space. And so to me, it just feels so it makes so much sense to just say, this is what I'm using to supplement and to heal and to nourish my well-being is something that I already am. Mm, yeah. Where can people find you, CJ? Yeah, I think probably the easiest place is the website, which is genesapothecare.com. And so um, it's not apothecary. It's got an E on the end because... I'm a cheese ball and everything I do is with a whole bunch of care. And so it's jeansapothecare.com. I'm sure we'll have the link in the description. And then I'm really active on Instagram. I love Facebook. It's, it's, it's there. But really, if you want to like get to know me and see what I do and behind the scenes, I'm very accessible um, on, on Instagram. And so either of those places you can find me. And if you're listening don't, I'm not going to say just follow, like, give me a message, yeah. share something that you learned, whether it was about yourself, or maybe this has left you with a question. I, I would love that would actually light me up to, to hear from you, dear listener. 
Mm. Yeah, as I said too, I just your Instagram is it's so visually beautiful. It's so visually beautiful and it just it it's it catches my eye in and I'm the first one to say I will doom scroll Instagram. I'm not really paying attention. I'm flying, I'm flying, I'm flying. And I think every one of your post CJs, I just come back to, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just so, it's just so visually appealing. Whatever it is, I just want to, whether it's a bunny eating roses or it's a picture of nature or, and I had a bunny for years. So maybe I'm slightly biased with the, the bunny in there, but it's just, it's, it's amazing. I love what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I reflect that back. I love what you're doing. I'm so grateful that you had me here today. And I think our work works in such harmony of one another. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.